What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Claw Talk Podcast, where we get it right, get it tight. Today, we are getting your money right, your finances correct, and we have a very special interview with the Money Curious Podcast. These guys talk about real estate, they talk about investing, they talk about personal finance, and here we are going to interview them and get some tips and tricks from them today. Get them pockets right. Get them pockets right. Jalen, how you feeling, bro? I'm good. Happy to be here. Jay Nice, you know the vibes. Uh, Just want to show this off real quick. You see it. Exclusive. Exclusive merch. You see the merch? Exclusive merch. (laughs) I'm happy to be here, though. I'm excited to uh, learn some tips and tricks. I need them. Uh, So we're going to see if they can help me out today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need some. I need some investing tips, some saving tips, cause right. I be trying to spend and make it right back. Sometimes that's not always the best idea. So, right, right, yeah. We're we're gonna see. We're gonna we're gonna pick their brains here. So let's get uh, into it. Let's get into it. Hey. All right. We have the Money Curious Podcast. Welcome to the Cloth Talk Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, thank you guys for joining us. Um, so let's start with a little intro. If you guys could uh, tell us a little bit more about yourselves, your podcast, what you guys are all about. Yeah, sure. So we started the Money Heroes podcast. My name is Laura, and this is SEM. And together we make up the team. And so we wanted to start the Money Heroes podcast because we wanted to provide a platform for people our age, whether they're young, Gen Z, or millennials in their 20s trying to figure out financial literacy and their personal finance. But like a lot of content out there was geared towards people who were already successful. And while Mm. that's really inspiring, we wanted to figure out how do we start to get to that success, right? Mm -hmm. How do we build a foundation in order for us to achieve those levels of greatness, achieve the financial goals we wanted to set for ourselves. So that's where Money Curious Podcast came in. We asked ourselves those questions. We're like, hey, I'm pretty sure other people are asking the same questions as we are. (laughs) So why don't we just, you know, kick off the podcast? Mm -hmm. We found that our topics of conversation always revolve around money and we really enjoy that. And so like, yo, let's put it so people can listen to it. People can hear us. That's how we came to be. That's awesome. Awesome. Not only that, but we also wanted to touch upon the fact that um, I'm African-American. She's Latin American. And there aren't a lot of people who are our age and are curious about the, this topic. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> anybody who's listening to this, just Google the wealth gap. They don't understand how talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to do our best to show that, you know, it doesn't matter what color you are, where you come from, what your background is. You can still be successful in this area. And we're trying to be the example, example of that. We're doing our best. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys are putting out a lot of good content. Um, I think the, the diversity uh, is really important too. like you guys, like you said, our demographic is not really talked about when you're talking about finances and getting stable. And, you know, the beginning is the most important, right? These are the first steps. And as you get older, you know, those steps become more important as you go on your journey. So Definitely appreciate your guys' podcast and everything you guys are doing. Thank you. Definitely. I was about to say, yeah. hit them with a round of applause. That, yeah, that was the yeah. greatest let's, like, let's, that was the greatest intro I've ever heard. I was like, wow. Like, we should have did the same thing. All right. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to step our game up now. I know, right? <laughs> so, so getting into, like, the first question, um, we'll, we'll start with, like, the podcast in general and just making content. Um, 
what do you guys, you know, how did you guys get inspired to do the podcast? Um, what kind of led you to do a podcast versus like YouTube videos or something else or making a blog? What, what led you guys to a podcast and how did you get inspired to do that? So originally, it's funny you mentioned a blog. That's how it started off. So originally, she and I, we, had the, we were these weird people that had these long, long conversations just about money, right? And saving all, like we were one of those type of nerds. Right? And then she came up with the idea. She's like, why don't we make a blog? I was like, a blog about what? About finances. I was like, let's try it out. So we tried it out. We did that for, I don't know, maybe a month or two, something like that. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it just felt a lot like homework. That sounds like it's a lot of writing. It just seemed, it, it didn't seem as fun, right? I don't remember whose idea it was, but then eventually we came up with the idea, why don't we just start a podcast? Like we started off liking to talk about these things. We didn't start off liking to write about these right. things, right? Mm-hmm. So we started off with the podcast and immediately, I think after the first one or two episodes, we were like, this is it. This is what we want to do. It's so much more fun to have a conversation about these things mm-hmm. than having to do all the research, write it up, <laughs> and then you have to like cite your sources. And all <laughs> a podcast is so much more fun. You got to be all grammatically <laughs> correct and everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Citing, citing your sources. No, <laughs> miss that at all. Yeah, Jalen knows all about that. <laughs> I would say, you say blog, writing a blog. I'm like, mm. that... <laughs> those fifty page papers had you hurting, <laughs> bro. Ne- never again. It's so much like like S C S said. It's so much easier to just talk about whatever you want to talk yeah. about, right? Definitely. And we enjoy and you get it. That, yeah, you get those organic like tangents and everything that you get a lot of mm-hmm. value of too. So mm-hmm. that's cool. So what? Yeah. Like when we were talking, we would always talk on the phone, and SM would be like, Laura, we need to record our conversations next time. I'm like, Yeah, and like, hello, like, podcast. Right. (laughs) Yes, Loki, we had a similar story. Like, we we would have these really genuine, like, golden nugget filled conversations, and it's like, people need to hear this. Like, it can't just be us two, like, sharing and bouncing off these ideas. So, um, definitely relate to that. So, well, that was one thing I needed to say. Like, I really like your guys' podcast because of how genuine it is. Like, <laughs> you tell you guys you're being honest, and it's just like, just talking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. We we really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's 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 easier said than done. To we definitely some days we're like, damn, should we be more PC and like <laughs> not say certain things? But at the end of the day, I feel like people like that truth, you know. Yeah, so, so I was going what what Essien uh, said earlier. It's like you have it's it's like somebody needs to hear this like record our conversation we've been saying that for years like <laughs> we think it's gen- like genuine conversation and then on top of that we just try like where it's not like we try to be funny i feel like we're we're naturally funny <laughs> so it's just like why not why not try to you know why not record it and other people are, can relate just like with investing in and uh financial literacy there's other people out out there that want to hear you know they want to hear what we have to say so why not why not put it out there right exactly yeah i definitely agree so going into the the next question what do you guys think is like the easiest and hardest thing about podcasting i think the easiest thing is like once you have the guest or you have the topic like you're it's easy to have the conversation flow right mm-hmm. and like your ideas just pour out but i think prepping for it is the hardest part. Like, okay, we should have like an outline of how this, this podcast is going to go, like the episode is going to go because yeah, we want to go on the tangent sometimes, but then we also have the limited time with the guest or like 
what we want the, the episodes, how long it should be. And so I think reeling us in uh, with all of our thoughts is the hardest part. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not a fine guess. Like get, getting guests on the show is also also pretty difficult, mm. especially in the beginning. Like I think once we <laughs> like, like we only have like what, 450 followers now. I think when we got to like 300, it became a lot easier. For some reason at 300, we were like validated. Thirty <laughs> <laughs> followers, like nobody wanted to mess with The, the algorithm so started loving you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> After that, we were like, all right, now we have, now we can actually, now we have some, like, uh, we have episodes to back us. Like, if they want to listen to some more episodes behind the one we're going to propose to them now, Mm -hmm. like, they can be like, oh, okay, they're legit. Now we'll go on their podcast. Before, it was just constantly keeping in touch with people, constantly messaging them, like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? (laughs) And then they'll be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn, fuck you, too. Right. Right. A little bit, a little nicer about that. Straight up, no. Yeah, it's 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 definitely hard. I think that's that's kind of like the next next phase for our podcast too. We really want to start reaching out to other groups and content creators, and you know, interview them because that network effect and being able to talk to other people and bounce ideas off of them is like important. Um, right. And it definitely makes making content easier. It's hard to you know, just us two. We had we find a lot of trouble sometimes figuring out all right what are we about to talk about this week or right. next week you know so right. it's like it's definitely hard to keep cycling cycling through those ideas. Yeah, I think what you mentioned right you said this is all about networking and I think with networking comes the fact of like you have to know how to sell yourself. So like we are in a way selling our brand as money curious to those people that we want on the podcast mm-hmm. and that's a learning that's a learning opportunity for us like we didn't know how to pitch correctly when we first started. Like, how do we want, what do we want our audience to listen to? And what kind of guests do we want on is also like something around that marketing realm that we've learned so far. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Um, So transitioning from podcasting and content creation into money. This is what we're here for. Money curious. (laughs) Um, Getting into the first investing question. Um, For someone that's like just starting out, with saving and investing and personal finance, where do you recommend they start? What's like step one? Well, after you check out the Money Curious podcast. Yes, I like <laughs> link that. down below, go check them out. I like that. <laughs> uh, well, it really depends on your situation. Like there's no end all be all answer for everyone when it comes to that. I guess I can give, I guess the best thing I can do is give a personal example. The very first thing I did was I started spending money on myself. Like, I know it sounds cliche, like the best investment you make in yourself is yourself, right? But it really is true. So the first thing I did is I bought a bunch of books on the subject. I started listening to podcasts on the subject. I started to get very immersed in this whole world of finance and money and all mm-hmm. that. Because I didn't grow up with a lot of money, so I couldn't really just go to my parents. Like, hey, how do I invest in this? Where do I put my money when I turn this mm-hmm. age? How do I set up a form? Like, I couldn't ask my parents <laughs> Right, right. I just had to do it on my own. Right. And then after that, the best thing I can say to everyone is that once you have a good knowledge base, be comfortable with the fact that you're not going to know everything starting out. You're never going to know everything starting right now. So as soon as you read, like, let's say two or three books on the subject, listen to as many podcasts as you can, mm-hmm. get started. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing that you have, you can do is just get started. Put like, I don't care if you can only afford like 10 bucks a month, just start, <laughs> just do right, something right. every single month or at, at some type of consistency mm-hmm. and then once you see your money growing you're gonna you're gonna be more 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 motivated to keep going and going and going all of a sudden you're investing like two thousand dollars a month 
Yeah. So yeah, that's the best advice I can give for, for my perspective. Cool. Yeah. And from my perspective, like Essien's, uh, I think advice is more on like the investing in yourself, investing your money side. On my perspective, like someone who's more risk, less risk averse, like I would say that I'm going to do like the safe route and say, I'm going to build up my emergency fund. So I feel like for me, an emergency fund is really crucial because like Essien, I couldn't go to my parents and ask them like, hey, like how do I properly invest in the stock market? Or like, what are different vehicles? What are different investment vehicles? Like I couldn't go to them for that, but I knew that if I had money saved up, then I could eventually do those things by then reading books and, and learning about it. So for me, it's like six, six months of expenses, save that up and then like propel yourself forward to invest the $2,000 a month later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, could, I can definitely relate to that. When I first moved, when I got my first job out of college, moved, had no money, had to buy all this furniture and stuff. I was like, damn, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm like, I need to learn about money fast. Like this is no, this is no go. Like these, I'm looking at these couches and Ikea and everything. I'm like, this is six, $800. I got 200 in my bank account right now. Like my first check hasn't hit yet. <laughs> you trying to get them fancy couches. That's why <laughs> Shit. I'm about to move. I'm about to move on my apartment. I'm about to have like a, a folding chair. So I'm, I'm getting rid of my couch now. I'm gonna have like a folding chair, my TV stand. That's about it. Like I was about to say shit. Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> she can relate to that. Story, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, so, like, minimalist. When I moved out to here in Michigan, <laughs> I moved to a place, and I knew that I wasn't going to stay there for too long. I wanted to invest in a property. So what I did was like, Laura, why don't you save the money that you would to buy furniture and to save it for the down payment on the house? So I didn't buy furniture at all, and I used yoga mats. I had my TV on the floor. Mm-hmm. And- that on yoga mats and like a little like no TV stand. <laughs> so I love. I got the TV stand. That's like one a step ahead. That's all, that's all I got though. <laughs> oh my god, bro! We were eating dinner on the floor. Yeah. All meals we ate on the floor. There's there, no table. There, there criss, crisscross applesauce on the floor with the exactly. with the ramen ramen noodles. <laughs> Take it way back. We're taking it way back when yeah. people didn't have furniture. Yeah, I low-key yeah, started out like that, too. Out. It worked out. The money she saved, now she has a house. And exactly. And has furniture now. And she has furniture. Right. They're sitting on chairs, and there's, there's a, a table. table. It's called, it's <laughs> called sacrifice. Right, right. That, that delayed delayed gratification right there. Yeah, I, I started I started out in the trap house, too, you know? You, you had you got the bare the floor, had a folding chair, and a TV. That was it. I'm like, I don't have any guests. Nobody can come over. I'm going to your place. Take what like, you better take what you could get. Right. <laughs> I, got a, I got a bean bag chair for you. <laughs> like a small one. I had a tiny bean bag chair. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 So go. So going through that experience, it was probably a little bit tough, right? You know, yeah. you had to sit on the floor to eat. Now that you've kind of like gone to the next chapter, next phase of that, do you feel like that was worth it? Do you feel like that was worth the time and the effort? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like I saw that as only a, a six month, like delayed gratification period of my time. And it was well worth it because now that allowed me to invest in a property. I have cash flow from this property. So those six months of my life were like a blip. Like, yeah, it was uncomfortable, but like I knew I was doing it for something I wanted to achieve and it didn't affect anybody else. I mean, besides guests, but I didn't invite you to the <laughs> because one, no furniture, right? 
and two, it's COVID. So I'm like, if this is a time to not have any, like not have anything, That's very true. then I've picked the right time for myself. And mm-hmm. yeah, I felt that it was a good decision. And like, I don't even remember those days. So. so what she does, what she did, I should say, exemplifies what Money Curious is all about. Because I don't know, have you, have you guys heard about the FIRE community? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the listeners, it's financially independent, retire early. Mm-hmm. In that community, they all, they always talk about money, and the number one thing they talk about when it comes to money is saving money, being extremely frugal, and just to me, to to me, it sounds like a terrible life. Like they just literally don't <laughs> buy anything. They cut their expenses to like nearly next to zero, and they keep their money the same. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like there should be like phases of your life. There should be a phase where yeah, you should cut down your expenses, but only do that for a relatively short period of time, like do it with intention to get to a place where you're, where you can get to a much better life, a much better lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? And that much better lifestyle won't cut into your expenses so much that you're going into debt and all these other things, right? Mm -hmm. So I personally don't believe in being extremely frugal to the point where you're living like that all the time. (laughs) But the fact that she only did it for six months shows that she did it with intention Mm -hmm. and she got something significantly better out of it. Right. So that's what we try to tell them on the gears. Like you don't have to <laughs> get to retire early and live a terrible lifestyle at the same time. Like, yeah. That to me doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We were yeah. just, we were talking about, uh, Will and I were talking about this yesterday. I was like, well, what if, uh, I'm not frugal at all. I feel like I, I live a, a, a YOLO lifestyle. <laughs> I kind of have a, the mindset of I'll spend it and get it, you know, I'll get it right back. Is that a good mind? <laughs> is that a good mindset to have? I mean, I save a little bit, but I feel like I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm going to go cop some drip. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that got to get that LV belt, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to be dripped up. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh-huh. What if you kept living like that and all of a sudden you got laid off and you had no income coming in? Yeah. You know, um... <laughs> 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 I always, I think uh drip drip greater than sign uh safe. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Course, I mean of course I have you know I have a uh a, a slight a slight rainy day fund but I definitely do think I know I'm at a point now where I uh I need to start thinking about the future and stuff. You know, I don't want to rent I don't want to rent an apartment forever. I do want to buy a house eventually so I know I got to start saving. But you know I don't, that is, I don't know what I would be doing. Honestly, that's a good point. Hopefully, I don't get laid off. <laughs> that's my, my my thought process process is I won't get laid off, but I guess it's you never know what could happen. So that's definitely mm-hmm. true. I think COVID opened a lot of eyes mm-hmm. for people, like a bunch of people, including myself and Laura. We, yeah, and <laughs> right, some, some black swan event could happen. Like nobody was expecting a pandemic mm-hmm. to happen. So I don't know the percentages, but a huge portion of the workforce got laid off, right? Mm. And that's that made me be even more frugal than I already mm. am because of that. So. Yeah, yeah. When when that when that happened, we all went through a similar situation. But at that point in time, I was like, you know, I'm good. Like I got my emergency fund saved up. I got my parents I can rely on a little bit. I'm like. I'm set, but if I didn't save up money yeah. and you know yeah. maybe I didn't have a great relationship with my parents and I couldn't stay there, I would have been. I might have been asked out, but <laughs> yeah. but um, getting into the next question, um, what is if you could give only one piece of investing 
advice to someone, you're only going to meet them once in your lifetime. You have a five minute conversation. What's that one piece of advice you would give them? Hard question. <laughs> it will give you time to think about it. <laughs> I mean, so from my perspective, I think there's no, no better investment. I mean, other than the cliche investing yourself, blah, 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 but excuse me, the, the best investment anybody can get into is real estate. Like personally, I think that is the number one thing. And the, in the five minute conversation, I would spend those five minutes explaining to that person what house hacking is. Mm -hmm. House hacking is something that could seriously change your, the entire trajectory of your entire life through just a one, one year commitment. Right. Mm -hmm. So those of you who don't know what the house hacking is, it just means you buy a personal residence and you want to put down between three and 5% to buy the home. Right. And then while you're living there, you also rent out, let's say it's a single family home, rent out the bedrooms, or if it's a, if a duplex, triplex or quad, live in one unit, rent out the other units. What that does is you take the rent, and you use that to pay the mortgage. So now you're either living for for free or you're living very cheap. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is the typical American spends between 25 and 33% of their per, of the take-home pay on their housing. Now all of that money you can use and save, or you can use all that money to to like buy whatever you want. Like like Jalen, if you were the house, <laughs> asset, you could justify spending all that money because. You once you do that, you're still under budget mm -hmm. because the rest of the, if you look at the rest of the pie of the typical American spending, the portion that you say you spend on like going out uh -huh. and eating and whatnot, mm -hmm. it takes up like maybe fifteen percent of what you take home. But if you were to take like that fifteen percent from your housing budget, which you'd be living for free, so there is no budget there, mm -hmm. you still be under budget. You still be able to save a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I would tell people to do is get into a house act, especially if you don't have any kids or a wife or not, I'm sorry, not a wife, a spouse mm. to, that relies on. Mm -hmm. So that's one piece of advice I would tell people. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm going to go down the route of like something that doesn't require as much capital to get into because real estate is like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to kickstart off your journey for that. So for me, I'm going to say invest in like an index fund, specifically the S&P 500, because investing is a long-term game. And the S&P 500 tracks the stock, the, the index over quite a long period of time. So mm -hmm. I would say invest in the index fund five years or more, keep your money in there and you're going to see the re the compound interest. You're going to see it grow and grow and grow year after year. So that's a very simple piece of advice, but if I had to give one, that's the one I would give. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm uh I definitely relate to, to what SCN just said, because I re I'm recently moved to, to South Florida. And my rent is probably, I think, like 50% of my budget, month's budget right now. And so I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm saving up my money now so I could try to house hack and like lower my expenses on that because I'm, I'm naturally frugal. So that, you know, going out and buying clothes and stuff like that, I don't really spend too much on that. So mainly what I spend my money on is rent and food. So I'm definitely looking to, to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> is like in Florida or South Florida. It's crazy, bro. You know, you know <laughs> bro. Like, for those of you don't who don't know, I used to live in Seattle. We all used to live in Seattle a little bit. Um, and moving here, you know, South Florida, it's like, you know, it has to be cheaper than Seattle. It has to be. Hmm. During COVID, all of that went out the window because everybody started moving to Florida. It was warmer oh, weather. Man. And, you know, they're a little bit more lackadaisical about COVID rules here. So... 
people wanted that freedom. So literally everybody's been moving to Florida for the last like year and a half. So rent prices have been spiking. Like when I was searching for an apartment, they were like, yeah, um, we recently just raised our prices like $700 by $700 a month. Like every $700. Yeah. Like <laughs> they were, they were talking about, you know, we, we increase it by a quarter of what we already charge and things like that. I'm like, damn. That's crazy. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it took it, it honestly took me like a month and a half, two months to like find a decent apartment because I really wasn't trying to pay those prices and uh, I wasn't trying to have a roommate either. <laughs> yeah, so I was I, I kind of squeezed myself into a box by not wanting a roommate, but I I need that freedom in my life. So, but yeah, it's it's definitely tough if you live in like a big city or an expensive city like New York, Seattle, um, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando. Um, I think it's definitely important to house hack and, you know, try to be frugal with that. So I don't know. You don't never, he don't never listen to me. I told him he need to move to the, uh, to the not, the not so great parts. He want to live. You might spend a little bit, you might spend a little less money if you move to, uh, like I told him to move to the slums of Seattle. He was like, he was like, he was like, nah, I don't think so. I was like, okay, he, he, well, he want, he want me living in the trenches. <laughs> You don't want to pay. You don't want to spend half your budget on on somewhere to live. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, like, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think from that, like, you also have to think about safety. Yeah, like, as a woman, like, yeah, I want to save money, and like, I am prioritizing my, like, increasing the gap between like what I spend and what I like earn from work. Mm-hmm. But you also think about safety. Like, I lived in an apartment that was the six month apartment with no furniture. Mm-hmm. But I felt slightly unsafe there. And I realized after I moved out that, like, I should have made a better decision in that period of time because, <laughs> like, I could have lived in such a much more safer na- neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, go live in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Save, like, a hundred couple dollars yeah. a month. But, like, at the end of the day, like, your, your safety is worth so much more than, like, living really really cheap yeah, yeah. I, i'm yeah. getting ready to i'm moving out of my current apartment <laughs> he's up, he's upgrading he's getting out of the trenches <laughs> i don't necessarily <laughs> live in the trenches now hood, hood adjacent yeah <laughs> basically so i'm gonna spend i'm gonna spend a little bit more because like laura said uh i don't feel unsafe here but i'd rather be somewhere where i don't have to you know i'm like hmm am i safe here I think in my new apartment, I won't have to question that. So spend a little bit more for, to be a little bit more comfortable. I definitely agree with that. But yeah, it's a quick side story. Like where I live at now, I looked out my window because I live on the bottom floor. I seen like four people like sitting on my car. That was the turning point. I was like, nah, it's time to get out of here. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to go. Then I'm like, I'm like four people. I say, if I go out there and say something, I might, I might get beat up or something. So. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why don't you go out there and say so? He was like, I'm not trying to lose my life. <laughs> it's sad, it's sad, sad, but true. They'd be like, what you mean? Get off your car. I'd be like, that's, I'd be like, that's, my their, car. that's their car now. <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> speaking of that, you know, living in dangerous neighborhoods, uh, you know, your rent being over 25% of your budget, monthly budget. What are some like, immediate red flags like if you're having a conversation with someone they're like oh yeah i do this you'd be like whoa you really need to like change your life or start thinking about financing and you know getting your personal finances together what are some like big red flags i think like if the person 
uses their credit card to pay everything and then they leave a balance on it at the end of the month. Like that's a really big red flag because now they're mm. spending money they don't have and they can't pay back at all. So it gets yourself into debt. And so mm-hmm. big red flag is like credit card debt that has like super high interest, like <laughs> 50%, 22%. Like it ranges too. like it can change um, like per year. So it's not even a set interest rate at all. Yeah. And you're just paying back like people, like you're just paying more money than you would have spent if you leave a balance on it. So. To me, that's a big red flag when I see people just like spending like there's no tomorrow on the credit card and they eventually reach their limit on it. So, so you wouldn't recommend copying drip, copying the drip <laughs> with your with your credit card. <laughs> so here's the thing about credit cards. Though. I have to admit, uh-huh. like, I love credit cards. But that's because I pay it yeah. off. Yeah. Right? Like you can use the points mm. to save you money if you're responsible with it. Like I personally I have like four credit cards now, but all of them have zero balance. Yep. So like I just did I just did it for the sign on bonus. Mm-hmm. Well, I think people I think people think that uh people think that it's free money. I think yeah, I saw exactly. I saw you guys posting about you posted about like the red flags. That's why I kind of came up with that question. They think credit cards is like free money. Like oh I'm gonna go spend this <laughs> but they don't, I don't think they realize that you have to like this is debt that you carry. You have to pay this off. And like Laura said, if you don't then you end up paying more money than that, than you spend because of interest and all that stuff. But I don't think people realize that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think in that same post, there was um, the no wallet syndrome. I forgot my wallet. <laughs> like, I do with friends oh, like that. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what's that? What's that mean? They're not, try- they not trying to pay for nothing? Or they, don't, or just, <laughs> they just don't have the money? Oh, I this time. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw my man on blast. I'm, I'm <laughs> So this one time I went out to dinner with one of my friends from high school, right? And like, <laughs> I make more money than him, like, it, but it's fine. Like, it's cool. like we're, fr- we're, we're, we're friends from way back. Mm-hmm. I don't really care, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man, I got to take a deep breath. Well, we had to pay the bill, right? And I'm thinking I'll pay for mine. He pays for his. Mm-hmm. And apparently they didn't want to split the check. So I was like, all right, man, how about this? I'll just, I'll just pay with my car. You just Venmo me, right? And he's like, nah, I'll just give you cash. I was like, all right, I don't, I don't care. That's fine, give me the cash. Right. So he gives me cash, and I look at the bill. I'm like, bro, what about the tip? He goes, what you mean tip? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? He takes the receipt, right? And he starts going on his calculator. He goes, okay, according to this, I owe $2 for the tip. You owe $3.65. Because, oh. I'm like, bro, keep the cash. <laughs> Right. I paid for the whole right. thing. I was like, "Free dinner on me. I'll pay the tip." Just we're done. Right. <laughs> like, out right. Oh my god! It, yeah, I like the thing is like I understand you want to save a couple dollars, but like the amount of time you spend trying to save that, I think it was like a dollar sixty-five. Right. What your time can could be spent so, on uh, so many better things, right? So I was just like, you know, bro, I'll just pay for dinner. I'll right, don't even worry about it. You, uh, you clearly need this more than I exactly. do. Exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we 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 talked about that uh, a couple of times before, because um, we run into the same issue. You know, we, you know, Jalen might spend a little bit more money than I do, but he knows how much money he can spend, and if he can afford to go out to eat with that friend. People be going out and they can't afford to go out. It's like, bro. why are you at the club trying to get a table with me if you can't split the table with me? Like, exactly. why are you going to brunch, 
getting unlimited mimosas and you're not trying to like, oh, I just got, uh, you know, I got this, this, and this. I just got the side salad. Divide the tip by like 14 because there's 14 people here. Let me give you a dollar. I'm like, bro, just like give me 10. Right. Right. I don't care. Right. So so you brought up a good point. That's another red flag. If someone says, oh, I can't afford to invest. I can't afford to do this. I can't afford that. And then next weekend, I see him at the club spending X amount of dollars on bottle service or on just alcohol in general. Then another like $50 on Uber there and back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, where where are your priorities at? Exactly. Something don't add up. Yeah, and then they're they're just in that like never ending cycle of like never mm-hmm. having enough money because they're spending money on things that aren't important and not saving, and then they can never can never afford what they want to afford or what they need to afford, you know. So, exactly, yeah. and other thing, guys, I want to say like we're not perfect. I, I always share the story on my podcast. Like he's got so- an LV belt in his closet. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, like, there was this one time. Like when I first got to Seattle, um, that was the most money I've ever seen on a paycheck, right? When I got my first paycheck, I was like, damn. And <laughs> one of my boys, his name's Blade, right? And he's the type of person where he and I get together, the bad decisions are made. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have that friend. He came through. When he was in Seattle, he was stationed there for his job. He's an engineer too. And he was like, bro, let's go to Vancouver. So we went to Vancouver three weekends in a row. I may or may not have blew that paycheck. <laughs> and like, I come back and the next month my rent was due and I was $100 short of, my, of, of rent. Right? So I had to use my credit card. Ooh. Probably one of the worst financial mistakes I ever made. So after that, I lived like a hermit for like two months trying to recoup. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of needed that because it made me realize like, just because you have the money doesn't mean you have to spend it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it also forced me to create a budget. It forced me to create a system to where I'm never late on my bills ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all, I always have money reserved for bills every single month, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was a rough two months to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, like we've been talking about this whole episode, like you're, when you're moving to a new city or a new environment, that is like the perfect time to lay low and save. Like you don't know anyone there. Probably you're new to the area, new to the space. You're getting a, you know, a brand new paycheck. Save that. Don't go out, go out a little bit. You know, you want to explore the city. You don't want to be a hermit like me. Uh, Go out a little bit on the weekends. And, uh, but you know, keep, be conservative with it. And then, you know, after five, six months, like Laura's story, you can, you know, do what you want, have, have better finances and budgeting. So right. I think that's definitely good. Um, last question. We have to end this podcast eventually. Sorry, <laughs> audience. We're having too much fun. <laughs> um, so what is one, so you guys have read a lot of books, watch a lot of podcasts, YouTube videos, researched money, talked about money a lot. Um, what is one tip? that you've come across or you've come across yourself that you feel like is underutilized or people don't talk about enough? What is one thing you're like, damn, people should say this more? So for me, I don't think, perhaps it's not a tip, but more like a life lesson in a way. And it's, it's like, it's okay to live with roommates, like normalizing that in your twenties, it's fine to live with roommates. Like shouldn't be expected to just like go out into the world on your own after you graduate college or, or when you graduate high school, let's say, and like you have to fend for yourself, right? 
So use a support system you have from home. Like if you need to live with your parents, do that. And that's okay. And then if you need roommates to help you out with your living expenses, it's okay. And I think that I say that because I've come a lot of, I've, I sometimes questioned myself and was like, oh, why do I have roommates? Like, I am like, I'm making good money. Like, why do I need, why do I need roommates to help me out in this type of, in this, in my expenses, right? Mm -hmm. But it's because I realize my priorities and my financial goals are really different from those around me. And I have to be okay with being slightly different. So just normalizing that little piece of like, of like having roommates is okay. Mm -hmm. has really helped me kind of just move along in my journey because I know eventually I won't have roommates. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a little, little piece. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Another thing I want to add on to that. <clears throat> I, the majority of listeners are probably in their twenties, right? Yeah. 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 So look, if you're in your twenties, put your blinders on, right? That's the number one piece of advice I could tell you. Put your blinders on. Don't fall into the hype of what you see on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. You see like these people are 25 years old and somehow making $10 million off of <laughs> NFTs and investing in crypto or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The blind, like you're gonna see so many things on TikTok, Instagram, or even Facebook, where everybody's like trying to live this flashy lifestyle and like trying to show off just to get the picture for the gram, mm -hmm. get a get a, uh, a viral video on TikTok. Like, mm -hmm. If you educate yourself on these subjects and you know for a fact that what you're doing is going to get you the result that you want, then stick to the path. You're gonna see a lot of people that are gonna be your age. They're gonna live in this this flashy lifestyle, living in the best apartments, have the best car. But you have to understand, I'd say at least ninety percent of those people are two things: unhappy and then broke. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> if you understand those two things, and I've seen it, like, like you, you understand, <laughs> we'll understand that we have friends back in Seattle that were doing this stuff, right? Yeah. So understand that they're unhappy and then they're that they're broke. Mm -hmm. Don't ever try to compare yourself to someone's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. I understand, like you probably heard this before, but everything you see on social media is going to be a highlight reel. Most of the people that you see going to the clubs, buying all buying all this stuff, spending their last dollar just to impress <laughs> their friends, mm -hmm. it's not real, mm -hmm. right? Give yourself a good five years. That's my that's my time on that person. Give yourself a good five years of being extremely disciplined and extremely frugal. Mm -hmm. Invest your money and do as much as you can. Be very aggressive with these things. And all of a sudden, you're going to see the fact that you can actually afford all the things that you were seeing in your 20s, and it won't hurt your bottom line. So that's the mm -hmm. only piece of advice I got to tell people. Awesome, awesome. Damn, we got to have these guys back on the pod. They're mad professional, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> We're dropping golden nuggets for you guys. If you are still watching this video, like and subscribe. Follow the Money Curious podcast. Show them some love. They've been really giving you guys some good information, man. So I'm over here. I'm like, I'm, I think I learned more than I've ever learned in 25 years. <laughs> and more than you learned in school, probably. <laughs> well, definitely school. They didn't teach us nothing. We learned. I was just talking about this the other day. Like, what do we need, what do we need to learn the Pythagorean theorem for? <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I've never used that ever, except for in uh, trigonometry. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's tough, man. But I definitely, I definitely relate to what you guys are saying. Um, I see, I know, I know certain people, like you look on their feed and it's like, they're going on trips left and right every month. They're in Cabo, then they're in Cancun, and then they're in Miami, and then they're in New York. I'm like, I know where you work, bro. Like, where are you getting, <laughs> exactly. this, where are you getting this money from? Like, and I know, I know where you live too. Like, I know you kind of, you know, your rent's a little expensive. Right. <laughs> it's like, 
yeah, I just try to mind my business. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all that's all you can do. Like I think like I resonate with 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 what uh, Laura said because like I moved out. I don't know why I was in such a rush to move out. Like the, looking back on it, I'm like, damn, my parents. My dad would jokingly be like, you know, when you when you leave. So I'd be like, all right, bet. I'm about to leave right now. <laughs> so, but then, like, so when I finally got a secure my first apartment, he was like, you know, you don't got to go nowhere, right? I was like, well, now you say this, I already paid my security. I already paid my security deposit. But I kind of, like, I wish, looking back on it, um, like, I wish I would have stayed home. Because, uh, I like, I don't it depends. I guess it does depend on the relationship you have with your parents, but like my parents, I think I could stay for as long as I want it. Of course I might have to chip in on a bill or something, but that's better than, you know, 20%, 25% of your income going towards rent. Mm-hmm. If I was home, I feel like if I was still at home, I could be, you know, saving a lot, uh, investing a lot or basically doing whatever I want to do. You bring enough money in without any bills, like all that could get saved. So I think, you know, looking back, looking back on that, I definitely, like stay home stay stay home for as long as you can as long like unless you like damn i I really need to get out of here i just you know stay home stack your stack your coin (laughs) and that's a form of house hacking to be honest like you're living for free Mm -hmm. you get to stack as much money as you can and then once you're ready to make a move you can make a move (laughs) yeah that's 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 debatable but (laughs) <laughs> my mom Damn, you put your mom on blast bro <laughs> and as i got as i got older as i got older still in the house at like 21 mom hungry she'd be like uh okay <laughs> it's food it's food in the freezer go cook <laughs> sound like a personal problem <laughs> exactly you grown man you better go make you some make you some food <laughs> yeah money curious baby money curious podcast Thank you for being you here. Thank you for being here. Jaden, you want to, you want to, actually, do you guys want to give a, any parting words before uh, we close this episode? Uh, well, first of all, kudos to you guys. I've listened to all your podcast episodes except for one, the one on, you did on Squid Games because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Yo, you, you read the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, exactly. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> But not nah, for real though. I love you guys' conversations. Uh, I think you guys have a really good dynamic, and your conversations are very genuine and they're relatable, especially for people our age. So I, I want to thank you guys for having us on and doing what you guys do. So really, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I just want to bounce off of that. Like, thanks for being real. Thanks for being authentic. I think it's going to help a lot of people uh, just like feel more connected to the content you guys are bringing out there. So appreciate you guys having us on. Thank you guys. Thank you I guys. Almost brought, yeah. I almost brought a tear to my. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. That, mean, that yeah. means a lot. Yeah, we um, we definitely try to to keep it authentic and be ourselves. It's definitely hard sometimes, so we appreciate that, and we'll we'll use that as support. Um, and same to you guys. I, I've been watching and listening to you guys' podcast, and you guys are helping a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Um, there's not enough black and brown faces in personal finance because. I have been, you know, watching those videos for, you know, a year or two when I first moved out and there's not enough people that look like us. So you guys are doing everybody a, a great service and we thank you guys too. Most definitely. Sure. Most thank definitely. You. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately we've reached the end of another episode of the cloth talk podcast. Uh, we want to thank the money curious podcast for coming on and dropping gems for y'all. 
because they definitely did take all their advice and use it. Don't be like me. <laughs> Don't live a YOLO lifestyle. Stack your coin. I think the, mo <laughs> the moral of the story is stack your coin and then, you know, you never know what you could do. You can invest it, whatever you want to mm -hmm. do. So, yeah. But I think uh, with that, we'll end another episode of the Claw Talk podcast. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Yes, sir.